A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. The Watford keeper, Ben Foster, joined us. Lovely talk, man. Yeah, lovely man. To talk switching keepers out for penalty shootouts, as Chelsea did in the Super Cup. Talking of which, a Chelsea fan who watched the game unfold, Omid Jalili, comedian, also joined us to talk about that. And Romelu Lukaku and his new second team. And uh, Dave Clark from the World of Darts, of course, for many years on Sky. He's got a new podcast. He talked a bit of Leeds and we had a birthday spread, didn't we? We did. We're currently halfway through. Halfway through. So it's delicately poised at the halfway stage. Well, don't so. think you could get three nicer guests. Yeah. Could you? Than three those nice three. guys. It was, three it's been a nice people. atmosphere. Really... Which hopefully won't be sullied by any S housery in the second half Let's of the birthday spread. Happens. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. Uh, good afternoon, Paul. And uh, uh, people are still writing about Lionel Messi. It turns out it's quite a big story. Um, yeah. And uh, my favourite piece uh, was from Adam Sage in The Times today, uh, who was basically sent to to go to Paris to find out people who hadn't heard about the move. And uh, it says, uh, sitting on a bench in Gaston Batty Square in Montparnasse, mm. David Sear, 46, who describes himself as a former <laughs> philosopher and singing poet, How'd you said... get out of that game? <laughs> my, that was exactly <laughs> my question. At what point do you go, yeah, what happens? Did you, you just say, I look, did... the first couple of yards of the brain have gone, I've stopped thinking? Well, it's just, uh, you know, I did philosophy, I did 10 years on that, and then <laughs> council offered me a job on the bins. So I thought I'm getting out of that. I did some really good... regular money. It's no there's no real money in philosophy unless you're at the top end. That'd be great. I said it? this to Barry earlier. Yeah. And he did say, you know, the thing I miss is that it's the banter in the coffee shops, you know, isn't it? Yeah. All of that, you know, <laughs> I, I miss that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah, former philosopher and a singing poet. So he, he's still a singing poet. Right. He said he knew absolutely nothing about the transfer. Um, when informed about the star's reported salary, uh, he said it disgusts and saddens me at a time when there's so much inequality in the world. I mean, he makes quite a good point. Uh, that sounds quite philosophical, which he really, <laughs> he really shouldn't be doing at the moment. He... On the uh, on the next bench, Genevieve Guillemont, oh, yeah. 65, an artist. What a wonderful square this is. Yeah. Uh, all sat individually on benches. She said Messi's arrival was... You wouldn't get that if you sort of sat outside the Arndale for 10 minutes, <laughs> would you? It's, it's strange, isn't it, that you get all these people, they're all did no one in France actually nobody a plasterer does everybody do this it's like in LA where every waiter is an, a, actor. an actor or a writer in France so, everybody's a philosopher or an artist who's you know, who's cleaning up who's sweeping the streets who's doing the work she said Matthew's arrival was quote uh, this is a, you know this is a, what you get if you vox anyone on the street sociologically interesting because it shows the need for people to unite around something it's just mm. a shame they're doing it for a footballer because I don't think you need a phenomenal intelligence to kick a ball yeah. Although, you know, Messi is quite an intelligent footballer. 
maybe a separate thing. Mm. But it's worth remembering that we're all in this bubble and we're there are artists and philosophers, former philosophers, sitting on benches around the world, not knowing about Lionel Messi going to PSG. Very unlikely to... Yeah. It's unlikely. I'm gonna. I'm putting my neck out here that I don't think David Sear or Genevieve Guillemot have the TalkSport app. I, did. I, don't, I don't think they've ever swiped right for TalkSport too. Hello, Max. Too. Hello, Paul. Great show. I'm, I'm thinking again back in the philosophy. It's funny you make that point. The uh, I was just thinking of the, the real losers in the... the in the sale of Messi. And my my mind was cast back to the, well, the whole extent of the Ramblas and in Barcelona. And mm. every shop, every other shop sells souvenirs. And among those souvenirs are fairly the hooky, the hooky shonky Messi shirts. Yeah. Uh, Lionel Messi shirts. Yeah. I mean, how many have been printed in advance? How many are, are kind of, because that's the one they always put at the front. Mm. They? They don't, you know, they tend not to put the less glamourable players, as Stuart would say. They tend to put the Messies of this world. So, I mean, it's a lot of um, uh, shonky mess. I mean, I shouldn't feel sorry for people who deal in contraband shirts, <laughs> but um, it's odd, you know, there's going to be some... No one thinks of the pirate shirt makers, No, no one considers the pirate shirt maker when they do a deal like this, really. I mean, I'd happily hear if you bought... Uh, mm. I'm sure you've probably done it before, haven't you? You know, you, bu- you got the name on the shirt and they were sold the next day. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, oh, yeah. to take those ones. I mean, uh, it's uh, f- a my, strange time to invest in a messy Barcelona shirt last week. My mate uh, Jim bought his, uh, his lad a uh, Robbie Keane shirt for about a tenth of the price in the club shop. Maybe just had a gut feeling he'd be back. <laughs> and uh, of course, he did come back with a different shirt oh, number, yeah. but he came back, so they oh, got they got quite a lot of wear out of it. Yeah, yeah. You, I, if you keep wearing the Martin Allen Barnett manager's <laughs> shirt, which I think you can Alan buy, Alan Buckley Grimsby, yeah, it never <laughs> it never lets you down. Yeah, exactly. Um, so a couple of things I want to get you going on this afternoon. Jill says, surely a singing oh, yeah. poet is a singer. Well, yeah, it depends well, how I you look at it. So. Yeah. It's a very philosophical question, Jill. Yeah. There we are. Um, <laughs> I'd be disappointed if there wasn't a mime artist in that. Squad. Yeah, harder to get harder to get quotes for the Times. I, I had, a, I had a, <laughs> uh, a mate of a mate once uh, was was studying mime and uh, oh, right. man, he was getting probably right into it. And we had a we had a, a bit of a heart to heart over a pint one night, and he said the biggest problem I'm finding is I'm good at it. They keep telling me I'm good at it, but he said I, I really I get I find it very difficult to perform it in front of other people. <laughs> I was going, <laughs> there it, it's a, a performance art. It's not the sort it? of thing you can do in the privacy of your own room, is it? It's I suppose I suppose with social media, he could have filmed himself, you know. I don't know how long ago this was. Oh, but, so know, this was long before so, social oh, media. We so barely had moving pictures. So he was before his time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had a pinhole camera, yeah. and that was your fun, wasn't it? <laughs> that was it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, before his time. Because now he could come back and mime to his phone and yeah. then just put it out there. He could do. What happened when he got in front of people? He started talking. I think he overcame <laughs> it. He started to do a bit of it. But, uh, right. yeah, my artist didn't like performing in front of other people. <laughs> so, uh, two things. Just, what's the time? Blimey. Let's very quickly get it's you 12 involved. 12 minutes past one. Let's get you very involved in the coming to the aid of a celebrity. Mm. Why? Why? The Jamaican hurdler, Hansley Parchment, yeah. uh, tracked down and thanked a Tokyo 2020 volunteer who paid for his taxi to the Olympic Stadium where he won the gold medal. Mm. So but he'd sort of gone to the wrong place. Um, or he couldn't get on the bus. Anyway, a nice woman called Tiana helped him, and uh, uh, the Jamaica's Minister for Tourism is going to host her on a trip to the Caribbean island. So oh, the question lovely. the question for you is, when have you helped a sports star? When you've come to the aid yeah. of a sports star? Do you want a couple? I can give you one initially, an old one from years ago, before, long before. Stuart Robson was still an active player. That's how long ago it was before Stuart used to do fine work for us here on Talk Sport for West Ham and Arsenal player. Um, Stuart um, ran out of petrol, and oh. a Talk Sport listener drove him to the garage so he could buy a can 
again and, and get back on the road again. That's coming to the aid of a sports yeah, club. Jason says uh, when he was Cambridge United manager, Roy McFarlane came into the Virgin V shop I worked in, returning a Simply Red CD he described as awful. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a receipt. I gave him a refund anyway because he was right. <laughs> anyway. Can you, some footballers. Can, you do, can you make a strong musical case for getting your money back? <laughs> this, is, this is some of their worst work. remembering that, you know, Roy McFarlane, not a fan of Simply Red. Pelé, of course, huge fan yeah. of Mick Hucknall. A big fan yes. of Mick Hucknall. I don't think um, we have time in the, my remaining four days on the show to tell the Mick Hucknall Pelé anecdote, but yeah. it's a we'll good try one. We'll try and squeeze it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. This is the one that's intrigued us. My girlfriend once helped David Seaman catch his peacock. That, this is not a euphemism, uh, apparently. Well, hopefully that, it isn't. That had I mean. escaped in the village. Oh, my peacocks <laughs> escaped in the village. It's a it's phrase a, we'll all use these days. You're right. An episode well, of well, last... You can all my peacocks escaped in the village. <laughs> it's an episode of last of the summer. Why, it is. Isn't it? David Seaman chasing a peacock around the John's village. John's from Marlow. Now, we know, I don't know David had his own peacocks. He's kept that quiet. Well, can we put a call in to David and find out if he's got his own peacocks? We just oh, I got me old but he'll be telling us, won't he? Apparently, we've fallen for some. That's why we're on through there. Is so. oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, so it is a euphemism, anyway, is it? Yeah. Apparently, so uh, I there's a West Ham fan who's caught me a few times on breakfast. Okay, I've read him out six fifteen, but I'm taking it literally. I'm yeah. saying he's running around the village. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can now see it. I, I can see the image. Yeah, that's right. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
from TalkSport. You are telling us about uh, the times you came to the aid of a celebrity, sporting or otherwise. Do we have one more, Matt? Yeah, sure, I know. We're on route to the FA Cup semi-final, Sheffield Wednesday versus Brighton. We picked up Pat Hurd and David Mills, who'd missed the coach from the hotel about 1980, I think. Thanks, that's Pete. Picking up players on the way to the game yeah. is very... That's a, that really is helping them, isn't it? Yeah. That's more than exchanging a Simply Red CD for Roy McFarlane <laughs> on the basis that he didn't <laughs> it wasn't like very it. good. Anyway, um, Dave Clark for many years, of course, uh, the host of uh, The Darts on uh, Sky Sports, um, has uh, decided to start a new podcast. Um, stand up if you love the darts, talking to darts great and good. And he joins us now to talk about that and indeed a little bit of Leeds United, his beloved uh, club as well. How are you, Dave? I'm good, thanks, Paul. Hi, yeah. Max, as well. Hello, mate. Yeah. So tell us, you've been you've been chatting to uh, people from the world of darts. Yeah. How many episodes are you in so far, Dave? Well, I've done six so far. I'm going to do another six in, in the autumn as well. It was it's quite weird because when COVID struck, I never really got a chance to, to say goodbye to all the people I worked with. We, we did a show in Liverpool. And I walked out of the venue at the end of the night in front of 8,000 people. And, and then the darts just came to a standstill. It was a few months and then decided to retire from the darts because of my battle with Parkinson's. So I never got a chance to say, you know, farewell and have a, a, fi- a final chat to the people I worked with. So Wayne Mardle, Rod Studd, Stuart Pike, Dan Waddell as well, Sid Waddell's son. Mm. I got him on and Helen Chamberlain as well. So some good chats, you know, about darts and about the time together. Some funny stories as well. There's a brilliant one about um, Colin Lloyd. I was working doing the darts and we got a new super slow-mo camera and uh the, the director at the mm. time the guy called andy finn who max will know mm. he um he said colin lloyd at breakfast any chance you could just throw throw some water over your head at the end if you win and we'll see the droplets sort of fly through the air super slow it looked brilliant we can use it in montages forever <laughs> brilliant so colin lloyd won his match he had a couple of drinks and he, he was he's high on adrenaline as well he picked up an entire jug of water, spun around and threw it all over a quarter of a million pound camera. So, <laughs> so, so they, they, spent, they spent the rest of the day, the rest of the week, drying out this new camera. He hardly got to use it during the darts. So stories like that uh, throughout the podcast. You mentioned Rod Studd. Then Rod's had his uh, own health issues recently, hasn't he? How's, how's he doing? He, he came back the other week. He had a massive stroke. Mm. and it, it, was, it, was, it was touch and go whether he was going to survive it. And wow. um, incredible. But he's back in the commentary box just a few months after the stroke, a year on maybe. So he's, he's excellent talking about that and talking about his time on the darts as well. Um, just, just and what happened the day he had the stroke, which is, is, is amazing because if he hadn't got treatment as quick as he, he'd, he did, he wouldn't be with us now. So it's quite an emotional podcast. That. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting, you know, I think people do really like the behind the scenes stuff, you know, because I think quite often, and I found this, TV and when you're here as well you know you're you're just so in the process you know what the job entails you know when you turn up and you know you just do these things that sort of become routine but actually there is there is a real space for for listeners especially on a podcast it's an intimate way of listening to things you choose when to download it etc to to find out exactly what the stories are when the camera goes off yeah there's some some really interesting stories Wayne Mardle talking about his the semi-finals he was in five world championship semi-finals that he lost, what, what emotions he was going through after each one of those. Helen Chamberlain's quite a good one. I do a part of the podcast where I do a show and tell. Mm-hmm. And she, the show and tell she did was Sid Vicious's engagement ring to Nancy Spungen, <laughs> how she got hold of that. <laughs> quite, quite incredible. She's, she's mad. Really crazy, Helen. Great girl, but you worked with her for years. I Max. did, but, yes. 
Have you seen? Have you seen that ring? No, I haven't. I've seen the because she's got. Is it Cara's? No, Jason McAteer. She's got McAteer's she, I saw cream. She did it suit. for a podcast for Paddy Power yeah. last year. She's still got Jason McAteer's Spice Boys suit from that Cup final, Dave. That 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 fits her. She <laughs> she wore it for the for the podcast. She Whenever you Paddy. go round, she's got just a selection of sort of battered old, you know, sort of increasingly large vehicles. Yeah. You know, she'll have like a you go a mini and then a normal car in a state, and then turn up. She got a bus just in the yeah, drive. She's still Racing, not oh, no idea. Yeah, I was gluing fantastic. them together and she'd have a peacock running around the village. Uh, oh, and she's and got llamas, yeah, she's yeah. got a zoo. She's got llamas and a rear. A rear is like a big ostrich that goes around the house. Really, incredible. It, it could just be Bernie Clifton. Clifton, she's keeping <laughs> captive. That could be it. So, so you're going to do some more um, later on in the year, Dave? Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to get Phil Taylor on. I'm going to get uh, Rod Harrington on. Keith Dell, a few other people that I worked mm. with over the years. So you know, it's good fun and it gives me a bit of closure from what I did. Sure. Dan Waddell was great talking about his dad. And, and how he got into commentary, you know, via the indoor league. Do you remember the indoor league? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I loved it. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, was, he was the producer on that, mm. Sid Woodell. So he talks about that. And, and you watch any clips of that, and you see Fred Truman yeah. getting tongue tied around <laughs> Sid Woodell's script. Which, <laughs> and he came up with Alcini at the end, which yeah. was, was, was typical Sid. I remember seeing. I saw, I saw. I saw Sid backstage once at Ali Pally, and he was like, he was like in a trance. It was almost like he was so in the zone when he was doing the commentaries. I just, I caught him in a little bit of a down moment, but he wasn't really off. I could tell he had these slightly glazed eyes. He was just so in the moment. Yeah, there's a, there's a wonderful story about when he he was in the commentary box with Stephen Fry, because we had we had um, <laughs> Stephen Fry invite him to come along to commentate on the on the the finals night of the Premier League because he's a big darts fan. And um, anyway, there was a power. In, in North London and, and Wembley Arena where we're doing the show from at no lights so all you could see was the exit signs so we, we had some studio lights and a generator so I had to fill half an hour I had to fill half an hour with, with Stephen Fry which was brilliant I said at the end of the interview any chance you could come back tomorrow Stephen so he said I'll see what I do I, I've got a, a previous engagement but I'll see what I can do so he, he put we go off air and he, he picks up his phone rings up Prince Charles he's supposed to go into the cinema with Prince Charles the next day <laughs> And he said, any chance we can postpone? I can come and do the darts. And he said, yes, fine. So he, he blew out Prince Charles and could have a night at the darts. And it was fantastic. It was, it was a fantastic night. And it was brilliant commentary. He said, I'm like a pig in Chardonnay, Sid. It was, it was wonderful. <laughs> That's incredible. You don't know the movie, do you, Dave? Well, I just, I just love the idea that they're standing there buying popcorn. Exactly. Just in that great big long line. Salted or <laughs> cheap. Cheesy nachos want? all over Prince Charles's cufflinks. That would, wouldn't be great, would it? And one of the beauties as well, Dave, I guess, with, with recording podcasts as well now, is what's happened in the last 18 months is you can, you can do it from home, right? You get on a Zoom call and just record it like that? Yeah, fantastic. I do it from my kitchen. It's brilliant. And, and also with my health, when I'm not feeling great, I'd have to do it. When I'm feeling good, feeling upbeat, I, I can do it and, and, and it works yeah. really well for me. So perfect, perfect timing. And how are you doing, Dave? Uh, all right, you know, I'm, I'm nearly 11 years into Parkinson's now and some people are really struggling after that amount of time and I'm, I'm still walking and talking and, and doing lots of things. So keeping busy, keeping healthy. I do lots of exercise because if you've got Parkinson's and you're listening, but new research says two and a half hours of, of exercise every week, getting your heart rate up mm. will we'll actually slow it down. I've been doing that and it's working brilliantly for me at the moment. So fingers crossed, I'm, I'm, I'm all right for a few years yet. Excellent. Are you going to get up to Ellen Road a bit during the season? Yeah, definitely. I'll be there a few times this season. I haven't got a season ticket or anything. I'm not going to the Man United game, mm. first game of the season. I'm hoping to get to the Everton game, um, but that, that's the, the second game. That'd be amazing. The atmosphere at Ellen Road for that, that opening the opening home game of the season will be amazing. Um, just people have been waiting so long to, to see Leeds in the Premier League and robbed of it last year. 
So I'm just fingers crossed we have a good season like last year. It was incredible last year. Finished ninth, 59 points, which was the highest for a newly promoted team for, I think, two decades. So wow. did really well. And we've got a new pitch as well. Mm. I was listening, listening. we've got, because the pitch has been, we bought a picture of you lot, didn't we, of Tottenham. Yes, that's right. Did you? Grand. It's hard to count. Yeah. We, yeah, sold them an old, we sold them an old pitch. We don't oh, yeah. just move it in one go. <laughs> that's tough, isn't it? <laughs> Daniel delivered it on <laughs> the wide, back of a lorry. Wide load. Yeah, that that's would be, that's be great. So we, we, we spent two million quid on a new pitch, and Bielsa has got the exact same pitch to the training ground as well, oh. which is, is is quite interesting. I only wove it like like they do with hair, hmm. like, like they do on that hair advert. A weave, it's got weaves, so it's got plastic in it. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully, we play well on it. You do not just playing on Darren Goff's hair, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what they're doing. <laughs> and I heard I heard you were learning Italian. I thought you'd be learning Spanish so you could understand what uh, uh, Marcelo Bielsa was saying in his press conferences. Yeah, I, I did, did a few Italian lessons. I, I think Spanish might be the way forward, actually, so I can speak to Bielsa. Yeah. I, I might hang out around, around, around Morrison's in Weatherby where he does his shopping. <laughs> we don't have a chat with him. <laughs> well, Dave, good to talk to you. And, uh, all really the good best. to talk to you guys as well. And uh, stand Dave. up if you love the darts. Available where you get your podcasts and some more to come in the autumn. All the best, Dave. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Let's look at last night and more from a fan's perspective. Comedian and Chelsea fan, Omid Gillily, joins us. Good afternoon, Omid. Good afternoon, my dear friends. I'm, I'm always happy to be uh, a filler for you whilst trying to sell some tickets on tour for a tour that's not selling <laughs> at all. So always happy to fill in. Marvellous. Uh, well, how, how can we find, yeah, find maybe we should, let's sell the ticket. Come on, you've got 10 minutes of just first? reading out the website yeah. a million times, I mean, I'm happy no, to. Every time I say, follow me on Twitter, I lose followers. <laughs> and every time I say, go on my website and look at tickets, I get cancellations. So go on my website, omitily.net. <laughs> And uh, come to my tour starting September 9th. But anyway, tomorrow, last night, wasn't it great, boys? Did you yeah, enjoy it? Well, as, I, well, as a Tottenham fan, I was relatively indifferent, but I'm sure you were very excited about it, uh, Omid. And, uh, I was. Um, yeah, look, it, 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 look it's, a, it's a good way to start the season. We were saying yesterday to Rick Glanville, who's the Chelsea historian, of course, that, that they, though they'd played in about four or five of these, they'd only actually won one. So I'm, I'm sure they're delighted to get an, another one under their belt. Yeah, we keep losing. And in fact, last time well, there was one game we played, I think it was 2013. And I think we lost, I can't remember who, Bayern Munich, I think. And, and Lukaku actually missed the missed the decisive, well, missed one of the penalties anyway. So I'm very pleased that, that he's back. Um, I, I hope he starts on, on Saturday against Palace. And he's someone who I think is somewhat, it's clear from last night, Chelsea started off well. Hakim Ziyech, who mm. has been scoring all the goals in you know in in preseason, apparently he's done his shoulder. Uh, yeah, it's a dislocation or something. Could be out. I mean, we're hoping it's either ten days or six months. We're not sure. Hope, well, hopefully, it's a big been, difference. It would be. It would be. It's a big <laughs> difference. Good job you're not days. the physio, Amit. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying, uh, Hakim, is it's 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 ten days. It's six months. But you know, we're just saying. <laughs> But he's he's the only, he's been score, he's the only one scoring goals for us. Mm. So I don't know what's going to happen now that he's not there. Well, you have got some lad called uh, Romelu Lukaku coming, and he should get a few for you, I think. Well, I'll tell you something. This I don't know if any Chelsea fans remember. There was a, an FA Cup quarter final, uh, 2015-16. See the season where we were terrible. The season that Mourinho was sacked, mm -hmm. and he scored an absolutely brilliant goal. I think he turned Aspilicueta. I think he turned Gary Cahill twice. He beat about four players. And, and, and put the ball away. And he actually was so emotional. He didn't get up. He was in a kind of Islamic prayer. He was he was in that prayer stance for about 
the minute he wouldn't get up because I think he was crying because he's always wanted to play for Chelsea and mm. we bought him 10 years ago. And I think the if there's ever been unfinished business, I know there's lots of players who've been at Chelsea, De Bruyne, Mo Salah, but I think Lukaku, because he was taken in by Didier Drogba, because he was someone who was supposed to fill his boots, he's physically resemblant to Drogba. They've got a similar kind mm. of personality. They're big personalities. I think this is hugely significant for him, and I think he wants to get off to a flyer. And he looks different. I mean, when we saw him in the World uh, in the World Cup, he looks slimmer. He looks like he's in good nick, and mm. he's. I think we've got him in his prime. Pretty much when we got Didier Drogba um, yeah. at, at a similar kind of stage. Mm. So yeah, very excited. And last night, I was only a bit, bit worried that Chelsea, as they always do, to start off well, and they were kind of fizzling and didn't have anything going up front. And I think Villarreal won lucky to. And lucky to go to penalties, really. But uh, it was good. It's good to have football back. And mm. isn't it great seeing fans? But I, I, I've yeah. gone to a couple of Ipswich games. Yes. <laughs> how's it, how's it been? Oh, it's brilliant. Ipswich is fantastic. I even went to um, a League Cup first round game against uh, Newport. There was only 6,000 people there. And I was, I, I, was, I was very glad to see. And in fact, the Ipswich fans who took me said that we've never taken the knee. They suddenly took the knee. I think that Newport were upset that they didn't take the knee themselves in the game before so i think the way it happens with taking the knee you you kind of ex- agree with the with the ref and you agree mm. with the teams and i and i don't think ipswich has ever they've ever they don't need to because they're you know in, in league one but they took the knee and there was no booing and everyone just gave a massive round of applause so it's it's a great club they've got a couple of great players coming through there's, there's this uh there's a kid on loan from aston villa who was great a kid called dobra he looks like a young Eden Hazard. He's small and quick and tricky. Mm-hmm. And the football's great. And, of course, the legacy of that fantastic team, Bobby Robson's team from 77 to 82, you can see they do play football. And, and, and the Ipswich fans, the Tractor Boys, demand that they play good football. So, actually, some of the football's quite attractive. Yeah. And it's a great little ground. And it's brilliant. It's been, it's been fantastic. I have to say, I've really enjoyed it. They're my second club now. I was, really well, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, because sort of geographically, you're going. They've moved to that part of the world, so that's why you're going to Ipswich. But obviously, they're not your team. But are you getting drawn in? Are you ooing when they miss and cheering when they score? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. It's amazing I, because you know when I saw the first game against Morecambe and they really looked they were going to look like they were going to lose, and they scored a great goal from a local lad, a guy called Macaulay Bonnie, mm. Macaulay Bond or Bonnie. I don't know how to say, say his name, but he's a he scored a brilliant goal. He come on and scored, and the place erupted. and And you you can tell there's a kind of Premier League feel about this club. There was about twenty one thousand. I know there was thirty one thousand at Sunderland, and these are League One sleeping giants. But just there's a buzz about being back, and people packed in together. Quite a few people wearing masks around me, which which was good. But it was just a brilliant atmosphere, and you can't help but get drawn in. And I was up there going, yes, come on. It was brilliant. I, <laughs> I loved it. it, was, I, it was I love how you call it a great little ground. Its capacity is like 30,000. I was yeah. a Cambridge fan. It's like a cavern. It's, in, it's an enormous <laughs> place, it is, isn't it's it? It is big. Sorry, yeah. I shouldn't, shouldn't call it a little ground. It's a big ground. It's, it's a Premier League ground. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the, and, and I think that when you get there, there's one end is that Sir Alf Ramsey stand. The other end is Sir Bobby Robson stand. And 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 the, and all, since I've tweeted about it, I've had everywhere. I've had the Kevin Beatty Foundation on to me. All of uh, apparently Paul Mariner used to like my comedy, and they said, oh, "Look, wow. can you come and do something for Paul Mariner?" Obviously, of course. So uh, th- th- there's there's a lot of history at that club, and uh, and Ipswich is a, is a great little town, and, and to think that it's a small town of what 130,000 people, but there were, were 21,000 for the first game. That's that's more than 
10% of the town. There's obviously the surrounding areas people come along, but it's a brilliant family club. I'm very, very happy to be associated with it. You're playing in Ipswich next January. You might have put an extra night on if you come a local <laughs> a resi- hero. A residency. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Don't mention that. I'll, I'll, probably no one will show up, but I think, I think that's... Uh, <laughs> I actually, when we moved, my, my wife said, let's, let's move to Suffolk. I want, I want to move. I said, what? I said, I'll go anywhere but Suffolk. She goes, well, we're going to Suffolk. I said, all right, but, <laughs> but not Ipswich. They don't like me in Ipswich because actually I quite fancy Ipswich. So I thought, oh, no. And actually, when I, when I look back, the Ipswich gigs I've had were the, were the ones I've always had trouble. And I've realised, looking back, I've always played there yeah. when, the, when the football team have lost that day. So they've always taken it out on me on Twitter. They've always had a go at me. And I've always looked, looked back at the results. Like, well, that's the day they got beat 4-0 at home. And so there, there is a real connection between the comedy crowd and the football team. I thought you were going to say where you were going wrong as you'd go on the stage with a Norwich shirt on. Maybe that was, <laughs> that's, where, that's no. where it was all going wrong. But the no, tour kicks off, Maidenhead. Uh, no, you've, no, you've done those ones. I've already done that, yeah, You've done those. I mean, Worthing. You're Worthing in, on the ninth. Worthing on the ninth. Then Milton Keynes, Telford, Potter's Bar, etc., uh, etc., et right around the country. And it, you go on until... Wow, it's it's with breaks. Uh, you're touring until next November. I will keep going. I mean, that's the thing because we missed out. You know, co- comedy is is it's like a muscle, and and, and when you, when you don't do it, I'm up there. You know how bad you are mm. when you haven't done a gig for six months, and you go up and you kind of go, yeah. So what else? Uh, what else? <laughs> and people say, get on with it. People start shouting, get on with it. It's very funny. Well, uh, all the best of it, Ahmed. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for joining us. Good talking, boys. Thank Take you. Take care. Omid is uh, the I've website. I've tweeted out the link. Go yeah. and see him. He's Go a lovely him. He's man. Very good, He's very yeah. funny. He's great fun. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. We did ask you uh, today about um, basically um, being good Samaritan to the stars, coming yes. to their aid. On the basis of the Jamaican hurdler who uh, needed a taxi and didn't have any money, and a nice Japanese lady helped him get to the Olympic Stadium mm. uh, um, because he'd missed... The, the normal way of getting there yeah. and uh, in return he's paid her back got all the money back and uh, the Minister of Tourism to Jamaica said come to Jamaica well, that, was a, that was a good idea you know nice. it's often you do a good deed and no one else sort of like, I wish someone was looking at me when I did that good deed no one you know you just do it and then it's done I know that's the whole point yeah. of a good deed so look when have you helped out a sports star Andy says I worked at Spa 20 years ago once showed Damien Duff where the toothbrushes were I really think that was a turning point slash catalyst in his career Ian says, Hi Max, I once let John Solarco borrow my trainers on holiday so he could play tennis. In return, he let me borrow his Italian 90 shorts so I could play football. (laughs) Lovely exchange of clothing there. The other thing we wanted to get you going on Mm -hmm. uh, was, um, maybe we'll do this for the last hour, Uh, odd things you've drunk out of um, because um, there was a little piece on um, Deadspin, the US website, and it involved the Rochester Red Wings, who are a AAA affiliate um, of the Washington Nationals in the world of baseball, uh, minor league baseball, and they have introduced a baseball bat that you fill full of beer. It's like a glass shaped like a baseball bat, and uh, it's, it's filled full of beer. It's a beautiful thing, and I'm surprised it's not been done before. Uh, the trouble is that the ones that the Red Wings had half of them had holes in and they ran out of the other one so they've had to retire it and they've done quite a moving video on their website they, they have the, the five days that, that, that it was a yeah, thing three days I think three it was, days right? and the people holding the glass with a beautiful song so mm. it's quite it isn't it, it's not a practical uh, vessel for Can't drinking put it it's down, very long isn't yeah. it you know, it's going to get knocked over yeah um, and yeah they do a moving video 
and uh, it says from the August the 3rd, 2021 to August the 6th, 2021. But yeah, things you've drunk out of that are not officially drinking vessels. Mm. Uh, Wright Light says, I was at a university in Canada and I won a drinking competition where we had to drink from the hole in a porcelain sink that was held above us. God. <laughs> Whoever could last the longest as drinks were poured into the top of the sink won. Yeah. That's not, a, that's not an evening to remember, is it? Something not an evening just, anyone Something that's just come back to me. And oh, really? It was Do you a, regret it? A rap party for a TV show I worked on. And I, and I had to drink from, um, it was shots from quite an erotic ice sculpture. Right. You and Andy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you yeah. and Andy, Andy drinking from erotic go- ice sculptures? Andy, Andy also joined in. Uh, I think a little shot from an erotic ice sculpture could do him a favour. It might calm him down. <laughs> Although, seeing how punchy he gets with the vodka inside him, probably it's just not. the first thing that springs to mind. When I but, think, you know, oh, you know I'm going you know, I I I to go for a pint with Andy Jacobs. I think, I don't you know, a pint to. of mile. I don't <laughs> think I'm going to get him lying underneath an erotic yeah. p- ice sculpture while a Sambuca's poured down yeah, with Andy's did. glasses misting up. It's not what I'm looking for. All you need to say is erotic ice sculpture and you've, you know, it kind of it sums it all up, doesn't it? It's, a, it's a quite an odd experience. So I'd say that's that's. My number one. Uh, Wollaston Village FC, friend of the show, in the pub after a game, one of our players knocked a full pint into his sports bag and then proceeded to drink from the bag. <laughs> his boots, his towel, oh, his shin pads. Just I hope wait, it wasn't midwinter. Almost certainly said waste not want not as he did it. <laughs> Uh, ben says, when working in terms of helping sports stars, mm. while working at McDonald's in New Zealand, I helped Sir Richard Hadley get a missing burger off his order. <laughs> Very good of you. And this is, uh, this is from Suffocated Kumquat, who says... <laughs> Probably not his real name. <laughs> I once showed Roque Santa Cruz how to use the microwave to heat his Bramley apple turnover at a service station in Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> what a great claim to fame that is. <laughs> he acknowledged my assistance with a double finger guns and a wink. Wow. Class act on and off the pitch. So are Paraguayan microwaves different then? Do <laughs> they, they are very different. Do they different. work yeah, yeah. very I, differently? I, I, I believe there's they There's three do. kinds. There's the, the global kind, there's the Paraguayan, there's the Trevor Nelson. Yeah, they're, they're the they're three <laughs> different kinds of operating system. It's like Betamax, Video 2000 uh, and VHS. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Kepper uh, came off the bench at the death last night before the penalty shootout to win the Super Cup for Chelsea. Um, Thomas Tuchel, the Chelsea manager, said we spoke to all three of the goalkeepers, said if, if we have a change left in the game, uh, we'll uh, make it to improve the team's chances. They decided that um, that actually um, Edouard Mendy, who was in goal, was the third best uh, keeper at Penns. Kepper is the best, says Tuchel. And um, he, he did the business. I thought he? they might bring Kepper on in the 118th and look around and try and find Willy Caballero and try and bring him on in the 119th. <laughs> yeah, just, just to, to wind him up. Face. Just to see Sari smiling. Uh, anyway, um, we thought we'd ask a, a, a serving goalkeeper what he'd make of that. And Ben Foster, the Watford keeper, joins us. Hi, Ben. Hi, good afternoon, guys. We were saying you were quite good at Pens as, as a Tottenham fan. I found it my cost in the League Cup final back in the day. But, I mean, uh, how would you feel? Were you that sort of, uh, you know, 119th minute goalkeeper who was subbed out? I think, do you know what? I think as I've got older, I can understand it a little bit. But I remember younger, do you remember when um, it happened for Holland once, didn't it? And I think it was Tim Krull. They mm. brought Tim Krull mm. on. Uh, Louis van Gaal and he did the similar sort of thing saved a couple of penalties they went and won it um, but I think as I've got older I can kind of understand the psychology of it a bit more and I think there's probably there's probably something in it to be fair there's, I, have to, I have to agree I think there's something in it I think if I was younger though 
and I was the goalie on the pitch and I got bought off, I'd have been fuming. I'd have been absolutely fuming. Yeah. You're on a roster of keepers now at Watford. There's some fine keepers at Watford. And so, look, you know, it may be that this conversation happens. They say, you know, whatever is going on. If we find ourselves in a cup competition, they may decide, Ben, that you are the best at pens and you could be the one coming on. No chance. No chance. I've got. Funny, <laughs> listen, I've got. I've got a funny story. It actually happened to me once. When I was, um, I, I think it was my second year at Man United. We went on a pre-season tour of South Africa, and it was it was like a mini competition. It was between us, I think Orlando Pirates and somebody else. Anyway, we were in the final against Orlando Pirates. I was on the bench for the game, and Luke Steele was playing. And we got to. We played the full ninety minutes. It's drawing. We played the extra time. With one or two minutes to go of extra time, Alex Ferguson bought me on for the penalties just because somebody whispered in his ear, he's not bad at penalties and put him on, put him on. So Luke Steele trudges off the pitch. He was fuming as well. And I came on, I didn't save one penalty and then I missed my penalty. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, Ben? I, I you just, know- I'm sorry, I just have to find out what Sir Alex had to say about that. Did he have much to say? Yeah, he was fuming. Even though it was a friendly, um, I missed my penalty. I hit the crossbar, and Chris Eagles missed a penalty as well. We got in at full time, and he still gave it to us. He was fuming. Wasn't <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd say that. I mean, do you know your percentages? It's you and, and Daniel Backman, I suppose, competing for the number one shirt at, at Watford. Do you do you know who's got the better penalty percentages? hundred oh, percent. Dan's got a better percentage than me. He's wicked at saving them. Like he saves them all the time. He does. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'll be miles off it. I guarantee. It'd be interesting to look at Dan Batman's actually because he he saved three in a penalty shootout last season. I think he saved one in the league last year. Mm. Um, yeah. I think I, I do. I think there's there's a genuine thing about it where some goalies are just better than others at saving them. I, I had this thought as well. What what happened last night? You know, what if it's the 89th minute and Chelsea are one up and the Oppo get a penalty? But they, but they make that change then. Or, you know, what if it's the 75th? At what minute do you go, if they get a penalty, I'm going to do a substitution? Because it would also get in the mind of the centre-forward as well if they had to wait for a sub. This is this is what I'm talking about when I say about the psychology of it. Mm. I think it would, it would honestly get in your head like you wouldn't believe if you were the attacking player, if you were the striker taking the penalty. Um, to see... Because obviously you're going to have to wait a couple of minutes for the goalie to get his kit on, uh, to make the substitution. So the pressure just seems to start ra- rising and rising. Um, I remember watching the, the the final of the Euros with, uh, with Donna Rummer in goal and he just looked massive, didn't he? Like, I, I remember watching him thinking, geez, he is absolutely massive. If I'm one of these attacking players walking up, he looks huge. How am I going to get the ball past him? So there's definitely a massive part of it is mm. the psychology. Uh, just on pens, Ben, I was saying during the Euros, that it, it didn't seem to be an issue for goalkeepers, this thing of not moving off your line for penalties. So everybody seemed to cope really well with it. And then we didn't get any retakes during quite a lot of shootouts because of it. I mean, I take it it's something you guys have all been working on and, and seem to have mastered, really. Yeah, it is is that. It's literally that. You know that. I think if you do come off your line and and it goes in, it's not a problem either way. But you know for a fact that if you you manage to go the right way and make the save, the last thing you want to do is be pulled up and have have to have it retaken because you were an inch or two off your line. So you just just play it safe. You make sure that you've got your foot on the line and you you just can't risk it. Um, How's the squad looking? Are you looking forward to it? Are you ready? I'm so happy that pre-season's out of the way. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, it's it's so like, especially like I'm 38 years old and um, every morning getting out of bed, your body creaks and aches and it's, something else feels tired or tight. 
Um, it's been a long preseason, to be fair. We were back in on the 28th of June, so we've had a good sort of six odd weeks of it. But um, no, I am. I'm very happy for it. The lads are, lads are in good shape. They're all fit, raring to go. Um, it's, it's what we live for, really. It's, it's the start of the season. It's always that exciting part um, where you're just sort of looking forward to get into a routine of Saturday, Saturday games again. And a crowd at, at Vicarage Road as well at the weekend against Villa. Yeah, sure. We haven't really played too many matches with with too many fans. Uh, we played away at Crystal Palace last Saturday um, and there was a fair few thousand there. And to be fair, the Crystal Palace fans were always loud anyway. Um, so it was nice to be back there playing in front of them. But having a full crowd again back at Vicarage Road and for the foreseeable future as well, it's, um, it's just proper, isn't it? It's just nice. It means so much more. You get that adrenaline buzz. Um, yeah, we're all buzzing for it. And goalkeepers always say, Ben, yeah, look, we're all really tight. We all really help each other. But, you know, at the end of the day, you want to play, don't you? Do you, do you you'd hope Daniel Batman just just pulls his calf just just the day before <laughs> the, the, first, the first game. It's just say, oh, I'm not quite feeling it first game of the season. Uh, no, no, honestly, as you get older, especially for goalies, because we spend so much time together anyway, um, you, you learn that you've, you've got to just back whoever's number one. You have to back them. You have to get behind them. Um, and it's no different with, with us, with what we're doing as well. Um, I'm the older goalkeeper anyway. So I, it's like, for me, it's my job, regardless of whether I'm playing or not, even if I'm third choice, fourth choice. I have to be there to to do my part and play my role. So um, now Dan's been on on fire in in preseason training, so I'm sure he'll be good to go. No no calf injuries anyway, unfortunately. <laughs> well, cheers, Ben. All Thanks, the best. Mate. Good Thank to talk you. to you. Pleasure. Cheers. All the best. There we are. There's Ben Foster. Go and check out his um, podcast as well. Of course, mm, when absolutely. He, he takes to the bike. Oh, it's, it's not a podcast. It's a YouTube, it's a YouTube channel. Thing, do isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you can YouTube see it channel. and hear it, Paul. It's you all can. the rage. It's all, yeah, yeah, it's all this pictures, modern stuff. Pictures and sound. Oh, yeah. it's, it's marvelous. Yeah, he'd like, be good in a dressing room, Ben, wouldn't he? <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, wonderful man, lovely man. He's, he's, he's a lovely just man. paying a compliment. I just like him. Okay, it's nice. Yeah. Um, I'm emotional, you know. Yeah, I'm moving. You I'm are allowed to. I can finally well, break the shackles of honesty. Ni- I like Ben Foster. There, I said it. Yeah, you've said it. It's out there in the open. Nicholas, who's a Villa fan, um, he said, uh, "OMG, Max, your penultimate birthday spread. Where are you going? Are you leaving? I am distraught. Distraught. I haven't watched Chuck right, I am since you left. Well, good for you. The glory years, oh eight to fifteen. We all know it." Um, yeah, he's got. You missed it. He's going to Australia in a couple of weeks, Nicholas. We've got him for another week. You can read two... the whole thing. You really are the motor that keeps my Talksport engine running. As I said, <laughs> I'll, I'll take compliments now. I'm still on at the weekends. Re- the motor that keeps my talk. That's, that's, what that's I am. one for a trailer. I'm on a t-shirt. I'm the motor that keeps you running. Yeah. Uh, still on Saturday, Nick. Saturday and Sundays, I'm still doing the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. We had a message earlier on. Uh, uh, somebody who was involved <laughs> in the chase for uh, David Seaman, uh, one of his. Peacocks yes. had, had gone uh, astray mm-hmm. and they had to chase it around the village. Um, and you contacted David Seaman and he said, no truth in the rumours that to find my peacock. But he gave you an update, didn't he? Uh, I said, um, I, I messaged David Seaman for the first time uh, since the 22nd of November 2019. Right. And I said, did you ever own a peacock that escaped in the village of Chipperfield? And he said, never, mate. Then he added, they're too noisy. And I said, any other birds that es- escaped? Perhaps it was a heron. I was trying to jog his mind. Mm. And he just replied, white doves. Oh, so okay. there we he, are. He maybe does a few magic tricks <laughs> on the choir. I think he'd be a good magician, wouldn't he? Yes. Got big, big hands to yeah, hide yeah, the doves. He could, he? Could he could have thousands of doves up those, those big Yorkshire hands. A pair of Royce gloves on. Mm. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. The collapse is on. One brings ten, as it they does. say. Let's see if Andy's optimistic. Hi, Andy. 
Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, great reading of the conditions by Joe Root. Such <laughs> penetrative bowling, honestly. It's pathetic. This is the worst England team I can ever remember. They are absolutely useless. Coley said he would have had a bowl had he won the toss. Yeah, and England would have been 100 for six. <laughs> the worst ever, Andy. I mean, the 90s weren't the, the best, ever. were they? No, the worst ever. Oh, right. By okay. a long way, yeah, okay. because the other teams were better then. No, they are the worst. There's just nothing about them. You just look at it and think, what's the point? <laughs> two our two yeah, best yeah, fast bowlers ever. We, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to be a brilliant broadcaster, but you, know, you get old, don't you? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> no. When was that? <laughs> I think you've Never. still got it, Andy. Yeah. Well, I must admit, I've just started, having listened to you for so many years, I've decided to get as far away from the UK as possible. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's, it's all you. So, I knew that. Um, Here we go. Yes. Um, and uh, Jeff Peters is with us. Uh, he is our official scorer. Oh, here, that's that phone again. Do you know what? I feel I feel really lifted and happy by listening to Andy talking about the cricket. It yeah. really lifted the mood. But that's right. what a ball from Jimmy that was. Was a great ball, yeah. It was a great ball. We just need uh, another nine. Yeah. So, um, so, you couldn't have done it like about two hours ago. <laughs> You know, it's, it's not an exact science, is it, really? It's sport. <laughs> no. So, um, Pele's with us. Oh, good. There he is. And, uh, Andy, whose birthday are we going to kick off with today? Oh, David The Edge Evans. I didn't even know that was his full name. Uh, the Edge, the guitarist and songwriter from U2. Oh. And uh, I was at London Zoo uh, Aquarium one day last year, and I caught him trying to slip a couple of tropical fish into a jar. I had no choice but to report the edge to the keeper. Hey! <laughs> oh, David, I mean, it, it's so good that nobody don't call him David the Edge Evans because <laughs> it makes him sound like a darts player, doesn't it? <laughs> Not very edgy, <laughs> is it? <laughs> David <laughs> Evans? No. Um, how old is the, the Edge? edge? Um, you two have been about a while. Oh, I don't yeah, have any yeah, clues, yeah. Paul. Yeah. I am 61. Okay, um, I'll go 58. What is he, Andy? 60. Oh, okay. Good Not in there. Yeah, happy 60th to the edge. David the Edge. I Evans. wrote 60 and I said yeah. 61. Why don't I just say what I wrote anyway? He's got an average 112 in the uh, Irish Masters recently. Well done to David the Edge Evans. <laughs> so, what's that done? The scores. Yeah. Um, well, well I, was, I, was, I, was try, <laughs> I was trying to locate some music from you too for, mm. for the Edge's birthday, but. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Oh, right. oh, oh, no, no, come on, that's, I'm leaving. Oh, yeah, start driving now. Going to the other side of the world. Wow. That, that's route one. It's Paul 2, Max 1. OK, right. Uh, next birthday, I'll, lead, I'll lead off. Take it into the corner now, Max. We alternate. Max tried to draw last week and didn't realise Andy had a tiebreaker. <laughs> I, I didn't play it for the crowds. <laughs> OK, here we go. It's the European editor of ITV News, James Mates. And uh, I've just persuaded the TalkSport management to give him, uh, to basically hire him to replace Max. <laughs> he, yes, he's a lot cheaper than you. We got him at mates rates. Oh, mates rates. <clears throat> 62, I'm going to go for. What do you think, James uh, Mates? James Mates, uh, 60 on the dot. He's 60 on the dot. <clears throat> wow, that's very good. Do you know that's James amazing. Mates? Do you know, oh. Or do you know mates of James Mates? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, have, we have mutual mutual friends. Oh, do you really? Yeah, yeah we do. Really? No, I have oh, no okay. idea. Okay, if you, if yeah, Barry, I, if, Barry Fry and Phil Tuffin. <laughs> yeah. If I'd gone, gone first, I wouldn't have had absolute, wouldn't have had a clue. That's okay. the luck of the draw. Really? Mm. Okay. All oh, right, so what's that? I'm a Channel 4 news guy. Look at me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> direct direct hit for Max. Mm. He's on still on one, yeah. and Paul is on four. Four, okay. Still not very much right. in it. 
This next one, I, I'd say this is the, one of the hardest birthdays we've ever had to guess. Oh. Yes, it's Jerry Horner, nay Halliwell. Jerry Halliwell. Could be anything, couldn't it? Jerry Halliwell, yeah. Wow, Jerry Halliwell. Um, it's me to go first. No, it's me to go first. And is it? Uh, sorry, was there a joke there? Yeah, I'm waiting for the joke. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is there a joke? Well, you have to think about it, don't you? Jerry Halliwell, how, you know, she, people used to think she was about 70. Yeah. Used to say. <laughs> oh, if you're listening. Well, even when she was in the Spice Girls. No, you yes, went. exactly. Uh, is it you that go first? It is me, Go yeah. on then, go on then. Stop right now. Um, oh, wow, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> They're all going to be based on the songs, yeah. Yep. Okay, I'm just doing some maths here, if that's all right. Um, on, so then. just, you know, chat amongst yourselves. Oh, countdown, mate. 29. Just guessing people's birthdays. <laughs> Dri drive at four. 49. Oh, I think she's a bit older than that. Um, 50, oh, okay. 54. 67. No, 49. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never find out, will we? Uh, 49? Exactly. Yep. Okay. 49, yeah. Okay. So it's a second direct hit for Max. Did you say 49? I did say 49, yeah. Yeah. He so, did, yeah. Yeah, so Max is on one. You, yeah. were, you were five out, Paul, so yeah. you're on nine. Okay. Wow, he's, he's playing very well. Yeah, so that pressure's off. He knows he's going. It's that thing of when you know I'm you're on the leaving. beach. <clears throat> when a team's already down, they play their best football, don't they? If I get them all exactly right, I'll be annoyed that I wrote 60 <laughs> for David the Edge Evans and yeah. said 61. <laughs> I've sold the format to Australian TV, so you're, they're still going to be doing it with you. So oh, that'll brilliant. Be nice. That'll brilliant. be good, yeah, yeah. Excellent. So Here we go. Hmm. To Stan. Who is Stan? <laughs> Just like good bloke. <laughs> good bloke. TV. He's offered me a great gig. Stan, I'm a bit worried. He's thrown his light. This bloke called Stan has told him he's got a TV channel that's got the Champions League. I'm a bit worried, Max. It's all right. dubious to it's, me. You might find Stan sitting there in his underpants in a little bungalow in Melbourne somewhere. It's actually not a channel. It's, it's a mad As long as he sticks with the contract, I don't mind if I don't have to do anything. It's a mad water mitty figure. I watch it on BT on a stream and then I just tell him what's happening. And he pays me for it. It's fine. Oh, you've been hoodwinked. Okay, here we yeah. go. She's the coordinator of the Royal Academy of Art Summer Exhibition 2021, an artist, Yinka Shonabare. Yinka oh, wow. Shonabare. And uh, Nigel Botherway persuaded her to curate an entire exhibition of fishing paintings, but it was a complete flop after Nigel had charmed his way into it. He had a hook, line and yink. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I haven't got, uh, a, I haven't got a, a clue. Have you, Max? Oh, yeah. Yinka Shonabare. 50, 54, I'm going to go for. I'm, going, I'm not going to mess about. I'm not going to do any maths. 54. <laughs> You've got any maths if you don't know how old <laughs> who she is. Uh, 51. 59. Oh, okay. okay. I've clawed a few okay, back. I've clawed a bit back. What's that done to the scores, Jeff? Yeah, Max, eight out. Paul, five out. It's 14, Paul, nine. Max 14, uh, in the lead. Nine. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Max leads okay. off before we go into the half time break. <laughs> Yes, the last birthday before the halftime break is Seema Malhotra, the Labour Cooperative MP, Seema Malhotra. And I was captaining her in a game, actually, and I knew she was a great bowler at the death, but I thought with 25 needed off the final over, I'm OK to put myself on with my gentle off-spinners. What a disaster. Put it this way, I wish I bowled my Seema. There we are. Oh, beautiful. Very good. Story. Story. Tell us a little story. A little story goes with it. That was lovely. <laughs> do, you, do you know? Do you know Seema Malhotra? Uh, no. I'm, I'm going to say 44. Yeah, I'm going to say she's one of the younger MPs. I'm going to go 40. 49. Oh, so Whoa. Max has clawed back the ones I just clawed back. So what's that done to the scores, Jeff? There is a nine-point advantage 
uh, to Max at the halfway stage. It's Paul 23, Max in the lead on 14. Uh, Woody says, can't believe Max is moving to the other side of the world to escape his weekly birthday spread mauling bottle merchant, he says. Let's see, let's see. Here we go. This is looking rather good for you. So we leave it at half-time with the scores 14-23. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. It's the birthday spread. It's delicately poised at the moment with Max leading on 14. I'm on 23. I need to claw back those trying to guess the next five birthdays. And it's um, me to lead off on this one. So, uh, Andy, who's next? It's the Lord Lieutenant of Sutherland. Not Sunderland. Sutherland. Dr. Monica Main. Dr. Monica Main. M-A-I-N. I have to confess that when we lived next door to the family home, I used to steal electricity from them to power my grow lights. <laughs> Tomatoes, of course, I might add. I always enjoyed plugging into the mains. <laughs> hey. um, Thank you. That's quite a difficult one, that, isn't it? Monica Main. Uh, 61, I'm going to go for. Nice. Oh, I, think you're, I think it's a really good guess. I think 62. I did predict this just now. That is pathetic. It's worse than England's cricket. It is. What's it? What's it? 69. 69. Okay, but uh, you know, she looks young. He's got to go off. He's got to go off first next and get something. Um, So what's that done? The scores, Jeff. Uh, Max has has extended his lead by a single point. There's ten in it. Thirty-one twenty-one. Thirty-one twenty-one. Okay. Okay, uh, very happy birthday to the French actress Audrey Tatou. Audrey Tatou. I really love Audrey, actually. I had her name permanently inked on my back. What do you call those things? That's a very good question, yeah. Was it, was it in Edinburgh? Oh, that's nice. Mm, yeah, nice, that's okay. nice. It didn't involve the song title, so it's right, nice okay. to deviate. Uh, here's, uh, <laughs> yeah, here's the. Uh, here's, uh, right, do you know Audrey Tatou? Audrey Tatou. Audrey Tatou. Um, yeah, uh, no, I, I don't. I'm, I'd be guessing. I think Audrey Tattoo is 74. I think Audrey Tattoo is a bit younger than that, but I don't know why I think that. Um, I, she, I, you know what? I'm going to get this hopelessly wrong. I'm going to go 56. She's no. 45. Oh, Ooh. no. <laughs> it's a beauty. I should have gone younger. You, Because I, 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 I thought, I, she is an actress, and I, th- I thought that's oh. who it is. I thought she was, I should have gone younger. So what's that done to the scores, Jeff? <laughs> Max is 29 out on mm. that one. Paul, you're at 11 out. So it's yeah. 42, Paul. Max, 50. So Paul has got an eight-point advantage with three to play. And Max, that was your Mikis Theodorakis moment from last week. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the Mikis. Okay, um, it's me next then to go first. Who is it, Andy? It's the peace and environmental activist and editor of Resurgence and Ecologist magic- oh, I love magazine. 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 Satish Kumar. Satish Kumar. Satish and uh, Kumar. He, yes, he wanted me to join his uh, group of activists and try and persuade Mick Jagger to join too, but Mick wouldn't have it. He said, I can't get no Satish faction. Very good. <laughs> Oh, here we are. Nice. By our production, everybody. <laughs> I'd say uh, 50, 56. It's uh, a good guess. 55. Uh, 85. Oh, imagine. Oh, imagine. Right, Damn it. If only you'd gone for it. Yeah. Yeah. It was going so well. It was yeah. so tight, and it just all seemed to have gone off the rails hasn't it um, I, I was hoping that you know Kumar would be 42 but um, so it's 71 Paul uh, it's Max 
80. Yeah. Uh, so there's nine in it with two to play. Max okay. to go that's first right. on this one. Neither of us are covering that um, in glory, are we? Yeah. It's like a sort of six, uh, five, six all draw in a game. It's, it's the like, last pre-season. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I made the terrible mistake of sending Jeff the names yesterday. He's got, he's got a second gag for all of them. <laughs> I, I shall go. I shall revert back only, to three twenty-five. Oh, oh, come Thursday. on! You've got to give him a chance to shine. Give the boy a chance. Give the boy a chance to shine. You needed, you needed a leg up one day on hospital radio when you got the sack for playing. I will survive. The thing is, Andy, my, my, my gags are so bad and yours are so good. You've got nothing to oh, yes. worry about. Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I, I prefer. I, I prefer I preferred Edinburgh to do myself. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Billy Boston, Billy Boston, the rugby player. Ah, Billy Boston, as Eddie Waring would say, a member of the team that won the 1960 Rugby League World Cup. So give a bit yeah. of a clue there. A fine player, as I say. And uh, Billy was also an expert on American political history. There was nothing better than afternoon refreshments discussing the American Revolution at a Boston tea party. It's very good, Billy Boston. <laughs> Billy Boston. Good, so when you, when, um, I, got, money, you I, I, I was going to say, I've got more than a feeling that um, that he would oh, he would he would he would have gone down that route, you know. Blimey. Billy Boston. Three forty five next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> memo, memo coming. Yeah. Ninety two. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad guess. Um, Ninety one. 87. Ah, okay. Billy, if you're listening. Sorry, Sorry Billy. That oh, made you a bit old. Player player. Yeah, Billy Boston. So what's okay. that down to the scores, Jeff? Okay, so with one to go, it is Paul 75, mm. Max 85. Ten in it with one birthday remaining. And I have to lead off, of you course, do. so we don't get any cheating. Skullduggery, yes. No, go for the, uh, I'm going to go chief. for the draw again. <laughs> the chief executive of Weatherby's private bank, Roger Weatherby. Roger Weatherby. Oh. And I can never get away from him at parties. I know if he collars me, I'll be there for an hour. So as soon as I spot him, I'll be racing from Weatherby. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> Save the best to the last, It's Roger Weatherby's private bank. Wow. That's... What a band they were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's oh, session. When they supported the Trogs, that was an Tonight's evening, wasn't session it? from Roger Weatherby's private bank. Just, uh... <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Wow, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, you, you don't open your own private bank when you're 22, do you? Well, some people do. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opening an account with a 22-year-old bloke's private Why bank. Why do you live a little pool? Also, a private bank. That's a high-risk business. I, mean, I know this is not what we're here for, but as a concept. Anyway, um, after four, uh, who's eight, doing Adrian and Goffey with this? Is putting your money into a private yeah. bank as a 22-year-old a risky business? I'm not so going Roger seven. or anybody in the private bank business. I take it we don't get a, a huge pickup on Talksport of private bankers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, lads. Roger, ever be here? Just want to say. Well done to Mikel. He's doing a great job. I've got a private bank. Well, there's always a, a Twitter poll. A Twitter poll on the sports bar is who's your, what's your favourite private what's bank? What's your favourite yeah. private bank? Uh, uh, eight, eight, uh, 82 I'm going for. 82. I am going. Uh, what am I, 11 out? Yeah. You're 10 out, so you need... To, I want to say 71. OK. What is he, Andy? He's, a, he's 59. Oh! oh, 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 oh. Max Rushton wins. That's Suddenly incredible. he finds he finds form. You have so little understanding of private banking, Paul. It's really holding you back in this industry. <laughs> That's where I went wrong, wasn't it? Going to the high street. That's where I went wrong. 
Do you bank with Roger Weatherby? <laughs> of course I do, yeah. <laughs> of course you do. Stan's, Stan said he's going to put all your money into, into Roger Weatherby's bank. Good old Stan. Two water. So anyway. a branch in Sydney. <laughs> yeah. uh, OK, thank you. Uh, so what did he win by, Jeff? Can you tell us? Uh, by a single point, 98 to 97. Congratulations, Max. What a great pressure is off. So 23-4. 20, Listen, yeah. I might be off the birthday spread for a while, yeah. right? <laughs> Sounds like a drink, doesn't yeah. it? I've been off the birthday spread for a while. I'm feeling much better. But, but you know, I'll be back in the UK a few months every yeah. year. I'm going to come in. I'm going to I'm going to fight. I'm going to come here and fight for my title. OK, well, right. we'll keep the running total going. We'll put it on the scoreboard. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. Of course, we, we do this not knowing the final score of the birthday spread. Who knows? But uh, I'm sure the best man won. Absolutely, I agree with that. Um, Max, you're back next Tuesday for your last three days with us. I am, yeah. Saturday yeah. and Sunday, back with of Charlie course, and Barry. Yeah. But as I will be for the rest of time. Good. Or until <laughs> they decide it's too much effort <laughs> to do it from Australia. But yeah, last three with you next week. Excellent. And he's here tomorrow, as is Peter Crouch joining us in the studio and the clips of the week. So if you can join us from one great, if not, podcast available at around 4.30. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.